you've asked a doctor, why is this happening to me? And the answer is, we don't know. We want you to remember that doesn't have to be the end of the line. Our mission here on When Doctors Say We Don't Know is to learn how to use all types of medicines so we can stop thinking the answer is the diagnosis. You have a choice to go beyond. This is an inclusive conversation. You'll hear insights from doctors, tips from practitioners, and stories from people just like you who are frustrated with the status quo of the health industry. Listen to how they found ways to cross the dividing line and reach out for true health beyond diagnosis. Because sometimes what we've been taught is healthcare is keeping us sick. Welcome to the show. My name is Eva Venari, founder of the Elevate Institute, and I'll be your host for today's podcast. When doctors say we don't know is an inclusive conversation. So many are craving to share their stories and experiences, and today's guest is no exception. Today's honored guest is Katie Romanin-Lo. She is a master NLP practitioner and coach who specializes in conquering fear, goal achievement, breaking the cycle of self-sabotage, and releasing negative ancestral and generational patterns. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. These are great conversations to have around. Um, I mean, I love this, the ancestral and generational patterns. This is not new. Obviously, it's generational, but people are talking about it in ways that are different. Will you um, give us a little bit more insight to a person who's maybe never heard of the ancestral and generational patterns. What does that look like? Yeah, it's an interesting conversation that starts to unfold a lot of layers recently. And I'm really excited that it's becoming a little bit more, um, I guess, more talked about, right? Like it's an interesting Mm -hmm. topic. And what does that mean for me is what the important takeaway here is. So when I work with clients, oftentimes there's many layers to healing. They, you know, someone may come in with an emotional something that's going on in life, maybe a big problem that's happening financially or even within the body in terms of physical ailments. And many times what happens in society is we sort of look at the problem for, okay, this is what's happening. This is the problem. When really the way that I believe resolution happens is by looking at what's not the problem. So what you didn't realize was connected through you know, perhaps many generations passed through family members and more specifically ancestors. So what is an ancestor? Well, we all have them there, you know, doesn't matter which culture that you have a background in. We all have family members that we have passed from down the line. And what I have found through my experience as a practitioner and coach, and just in terms of my own healing and work is that the ancestors that are really responsible for some of the things that show up in terms of sometimes problems, sometimes challenges in life, but also some amazing skills and abilities, we have really lost touch with who those people are. Like mm. if I were to say to you, who, who's your grandmother, you would know, right? Yeah, right. But beyond who's that, your, yeah. Who's your grandmother's grandmother or her <laughs> grandmother? It becomes almost like a fairy tale of, I don't know. Why does that matter? Yeah. You find that that's something that that's common more so on in in the Western hemisphere of the planet as opposed to Eastern where people know their generational history or, or do I am I assuming something? 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of elements to that. That is most definitely true. We, you know, tend to live a different frame of mind here in the West versus the East. And not that by any means I'm a, an expert on, you know, Eastern philosophy or how medicine or anything is done there. But we tend to really have almost blinders on, in my experience, as to, again, only going back maybe one layer deep, I like to call. So when we start dealing with what is it that has showed up within a family as a problem. So for some people, I'll go to finances because we all kind of tend to understand where sometimes it comes easier, sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And those times when finances don't necessarily come easy, has that ever been a pattern within the family? And most people will say, well, yeah, sure. You know, I know like my dad really worked really hard and never seemed to really get ahead as much as he wanted to, but he worked really hard. And we think oftentimes that, okay, I watched that person do that in my family and perhaps I've learned this is how I deal with money or this is how I work when really it goes much deeper than that. Sometimes it's not necessarily about the things we learn, but the things we didn't know we inherited. Mm. And, and they don't even have to be spoken or, or taught to us if it's ancestrally delivered, I guess, does it come... What are the different ways that it could come in? One is, of course, through word of mouth teaching your children that this is the way to think. Money doesn't grow on trees, et cetera. You have to work hard in order to gain money. Yeah. But yeah, what are the other ways that we're inferring here? Yeah, it's an interesting thing that happens in an energetic sense. So this is where we dive into that world of the unknown, but how it shows up in a tangible sense. So oftentimes this is about going back in the unconscious mind because what we don't realize is our minds and our bodies has really held onto every thought, every experience and every feeling that we've ever had. It is stored somewhere within our, our, let's say cellular memory. So if that's possible for this lifetime here, and we know that um, let's say for women, for example, right? My, myself as a, an embryo, as an egg inside my mother would have been inside of her mother at the time mm -hmm. of conception as well, right? We all yes, kind of yeah. know this in science. Yeah. And that's an example of how, you know, what were the thoughts and the feelings and experiences that my grandmother was having at the time that she was developing my mother, who coincidentally was developing me down the road, right? So how wow. are those things really influencing who we are today? And it starts to show in terms of patterns and cycles. If you really have someone that is a good guide at navigating through situations that have come up in life, it starts to show itself. Now, as a, as a board certified NLP master, um, neuro-linguistic programming, is that right? What, yeah. Yeah. So this is about thoughts or things, words. Well, do you tell us, tell us more about what that, what that means and how you're using that to help with these generational patterns. Mm -hmm. So I like to think of NLP, so neuro-linguistic programming as sort of the st uh, first step on that staircase of going back to where something really originated. And NLP deals with the unconscious mind. So here in the present, in this lifetime, in your experiences, what has happened within your timeline? But then what we can also do is we can start to trace back that timeline even deeper, even further. So I use NLP as a starting point to then open up the gate of what it is that's showing up as a problem here, you know, tangibly, okay, well, I've got a sore back, I've got whatever symptom or problems happening. And then what we do is we take that knowledge and unfold it as a pattern using sometimes what I call, um, there's a session that's called quantum change process that Ooh. has been 
yeah, an incredible <laughs> process that I've uh, learned and trained in. And it's one of those things that people don't necessarily know is there as a resource, but what it does is goes into that muscle memory of the body to start to uncover where did this problem really actually start? That's amazing because I, I always talk about how, and any, you know, when we look at universal law, the world is mental, the universe is mental, right? So we know everything right. is a thought. But then as we experience the world and we have our judgments about the things that we've experienced, those can create the traumas you're talking about, getting in the way of the, the goal, the achieving of goals, the conquering of fear, all of these things that, that go on in the background of our subconscious. And if it, less, it is left in our, what I call the emotional body, or even in your, in your thoughts for too long, it becomes a physical manifestation yeah. of these things that don't show up on an x-ray. And I hear very often people who have, I've, I've worked with and I've seen them, they go through and they try to fix the physical problem physically. And it works for a little while, but you could give a person a whole new body if they don't change how they think mm -hmm. the process they'll come back in about, you know, two or three years with the same problems. Right. So, you know, it, it's, it's not just a single process of clear the body of its symptoms. It's, you have to work it all the way through. So this would be a great resource for those who are feeling a little plateau or stuck, right. In a certain situation where I keep having to go to the chiropractor for the same, same, uh, um, what are those called? Modal, I have to go get manipulated in the same place every time. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll share a, a short story with you that actually comes okay. to mind in regards to this, where um, this is myself personally, where I had uh, about three years ago when I was really shifting in my business. So from, you know, some of the things that I was doing more into the coaching, more into the holistic world and things were going really well. Like there was no complaints in a sense of I'm stressed out about work. I loved what I was doing and how it was expanding. But all of a sudden what happened one day is I woke up and I had this really, really bad pain in the center of my back. And it was almost like, it kind of felt like I had like a rib out of place. Like, I don't know if you've ever gone to a chiropractor, yes. right? And they kind of <laughs> say, well, that rib is out, right? It's this odd thing that happens, but it's pretty painful. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I can navigate this on my own, but it started getting worse and worse until about three days later, it was so debilitating that I couldn't lie down. I was starting to get a lot of pain in the breathing. And I was starting to get a bit concerned because it almost felt like it was in my heart space. Right. Ooh. So I ended up going to the doctor. Now I'm in my early thirties at the time and, you know, no pre-existing conditions, no, you know, really heart disease or anything like that in my family. I wasn't really concerned at or anything like that. And I'm sitting there in sort of this emerge walk-in space. And of course they took it quite seriously because I was having a lot of trouble breathing. And as I'm sitting there, the, the doctor did, you know, a couple of things, a little bit of a workup on me and comes in the room and she kneels down and comes really close to me. And, you know, almost in this very sort of motherly type sense and holds my hand and says, I don't want to alarm you. And I'm thinking in that moment, oh my goodness, like what on earth <laughs> well, is she alarming. like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It was the worst way to start this conversation, but I'm like, okay, I'm listening. Right. And she says to me, you know, you don't have any risk factors. I don't know how to explain this. I'm not sure what's going on, but you have inflammation around your aorta. Oh, so my heart literally, there was symptoms going around my heart. It was constricting my breathing. It was causing a lot of pain. And after sending me for a full workup, they basically concluded that 
okay, people of your age don't generally experience anything like this. And if they do, it's because they've got a pre-existing something going on. So the only thing they could conclude was that it's high levels of stress. Stress is causing this. Uh, yes. The overused word. <laughs> yes. Right. Like what is stress? Because I'm sitting there and thinking to myself, okay, like I've got like a pretty good scenario going on in my life. I'm not actively stressed out about anything. Like I couldn't really pinpoint it. And I had been somebody for years who had struggled with anxiety quite deeply before that, where I know what panic attacks feel like. I, I kind of understand anxiety from that sense. And this wasn't that for me. So I left there feeling confused and <laughs> didn't quite know. And she said, well, you know, it will go away on its own. Work mm -hmm. away on stress relief. Whatever you can do, I can prescribe you some anxiety medication and it'll uh -huh. probably take a good two to three weeks before that pain subsides. So I said, okay, well, I'm not taking the medication. I don't even understand how that's going to help because I don't know why I'm stressed out and I'm going to work at this on my own. So at that time, I had just started my training within quantum change process and I was a practitioner who had done, you know, some work with clients, but I thought this is interesting. Cause like, I don't know what's going on. My body's holding on to something. And I know with the level of knowledge that I have, that there's something to find there hmm. in my unconscious. Yeah. So that I could be a detective, a little detective. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. So and a detective in like the unconscious part of you, the things that you didn't know that you knew. So I ended up on a call with uh, one of my mentors at the time and started saying like, this is what I'm thinking, but it, like, it's difficult to sort of look at yourself in terms of a coach, right? You always need that outside perspective, regardless of who you are. Yes. And, you know, he's asking me questions and probing and doing the same that I would do for a client in an initial part of a session. And we hit the nail on the head all of a sudden. And you know that it is the nail on the head because it comes with a lot of emotion usually. Mm -hmm. All yes. of a sudden you just know. <laughs> and it turns out that I didn't realize I was actually pretty scared of the level of success that I was starting to have in my work. Oh, so this, yeah. this is this where the, um, the conquering the fear and goal achievement became one of your focal points for helping others. It really started to develop more as a passion. Absolutely. At that yeah. point, because it was such a big overriding theme in my past where fear of, you know, failure or fear of all of the big, scary things that went on in my life before in my childhood. But I never realized that once I got successful, it actually just flipped. And I knew fear so well that instead of it being all of the things it was before, it now was fear of success. And in interesting that that showed up in the heart space. Can you, can you put the, connect the dots there? Like that, that usually when people think, oh, I had a, a bad relationship or you know, fear around success in the heart space, that seems a little disjointed. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it an interesting better. thing because I, I, it's a great question. I'm so glad you asked because the way that it manifested for me was I was moving from sort of a logical type, uh, type of career where, you know, I was working as a real estate agent. I had done that for a decade and I was making this shift into really a heart-based business, something that I absolutely loved. And it was the first time that I was really making steps in my life to do something in my career for the reason that I wanted to rather than, okay, I need to do this because this is how you make money, or this is what you're expected of by your family and society. And I started to work within 
what my heart really wanted. And because there was still a lot of fear and anxiety around what does that look like for me in my life, it started to show up sort of as like a self-devaluation where I wasn't really appreciating on an unconscious level, the skills and abilities that I had because I wasn't recognizing them in the heart space. Ah, okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. And how do you decipher that on your own, right? There's a lot right. of um, questions that go to it and probing and really significant uh, ways of talking that, that guide you into that space. And like I said, you know, when you know, it's, it, it's not going to connect to you because that's not your story. But I knew, like I knew, like we, that's what it is. We, we, this is what it is. And so I ended up moving through the process of what we do with quantum change. And after that, within 24 hours, I kid you not, my symptoms were gone. Much so the, faster than two weeks and without medication. Yeah. And the doctor said like, it's not even possible. Like it's just the, like the body, the way that it's going to dissipate inflammation, like it's not even possible. And uh, it was, and it did. And I'm telling you, I, it was because of the steps I moved through that day and understanding what was emotionally present. And it, it really made a big difference in my life. So how do you not share that? Right. How do you not want that for everyone? Exactly. And, 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 and not that it is the sole solution for every problem. It's the understanding that this is a holistic approach and that if we really truly believe in mind, body, spirit, which is in my opinion, a, a way overused set of words to mean yeah. holistically, we're looking at the whole body. We knew, you know, your doctor was telling you, look, this is what I know in medicine. They're very, very physical and very chemically based, but mm. you had other resources that was, it created a more round version of your your holistic health care and to not include it I think would be a travesty yeah I mean it really is that bridge of all worlds right it, it's not that one is more important than the other but it's right. so complementary and we need to have all those perspectives to know what's best for you in any given moment yeah now you're also a Reiki practitioner is that right yes yeah yeah. Do you, do you bring that in with your coaching as well? Or do you keep that kind of as a separate practice? Yeah. Everything really commingles together. And mm -hmm. uh, so Reiki often comes in, in terms of uh, like that complementary, right? So bringing mm -hmm. in stages of, of healing, just regardless of where someone is, sometimes it feels like that's what's needed for them. I get some clients that just like absolutely insist that they feel like they really need a Reiki session. And if you feel like, you know, that then, then that's what it is right? Go with what your gut says. So everything works together. Go with your gut says, as long as you feel like you have all the information about what's available, because like, yeah. you, like you said earlier, it's like being, being a coach, coaches, coaches need the coach. I, I believe that fully. Yeah, <laughs> me too. We, we, we have blind spots in, in what we perceive just in the same way as the driver can't see all of the, the spots when they're driving. We love to love to have that well, not always backseat driver, but uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And isn't that the truth is sometimes the backseat, you know, person can see more clearly what's going on and we don't always like what we hear, but yeah, we all need but, an observer. Yeah. Yeah. I think we do. So I think, I think I, I love how you're combining all of these things together. Um, well, and the other thing, you have another project going on that is a passion of mine. I'm all about networking together healing centers. So tell us a little bit more about what you're planning. You have something coming up that's really exciting. Love for you yeah. to share. 
Well, I have this amazing property that uh, at the moment it's in development to be more of a retreat center. And it's this beautiful stretch of land that kind of offers absolutely everything you can imagine when you think of where you want to go to relax and where you want to go to heal. And it's uh, on the Canadian Shield where it's this big amount of limestone with uh, an old quarry lake that has just beautifully been naturalized. And it's this serene setting just outside of Kingston area in Ontario, Canada, where the uh, plans for what we're developing is to have a space where people can come for um, meditation retreats for the option also for really unconventional career coaching, right? Tapping into what it is that's meant for your success and also being a place where others can utilize, you know, a space that they need to really be able to perform the the different, you know, modalities and skills that they offer with their clients too, as a, a communal resource. I love it. This, this go fault. I, I, I can't wait for you to open it because this is part of my larger vision too, is to <clears throat> network together all of these different beautiful healing centers because they rise up, they're well done. And oftentimes people don't know about them. They become like a mushroom a little bit in the dark. And so I, yeah. I love being able to, to share those resources because I think there's a lot of practitioners who need those places, but just like people go to the gym, having mm-hmm. more access to local facilities like yours can, can help improve the holistic healthcare of everybody in your environment. So we, that'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. I love that you're doing that. So we, yeah. we need all sides of it, right? We do. Yeah. <laughs> people, mm-hmm. You build it and then people like we, we come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> but not without help and advertising. That's why I'm, I'm you mm. know, wrapping my arms around all, all the practitioners, you know, that, that I know say, let's see what we can build together. So I, I love that you're doing that. Mm, um, yeah. And uh, as, as I'm, I'm thinking too, when it comes to the who you're working with, who are you finding that you are passionate about helping in all of these different ways that you're working? Yeah, what I most definitely find is the people who gravitate to the type of work I do, they are, you know, looking at ways to be more successful in business. So sometimes it's that entry level entrepreneur who has this really great idea or maybe is working for a smaller team setting, but has this passion project that they just don't necessarily feel the confidence to go out and do. And what we don't realize sometimes is the things that we're not saying yes to, the reason is not the reason you think. And this is where that sneaky self-sabotage comes in. So oftentimes I'm dubbed as the unconventional coach uh, for career coaching because someone will come in with a career goal and we really work around goal achievement. But the way that that's utilized is sort of sort of through the back end where it's not about setting tangible steps, right? Anybody could say, here's your plan, work that business plan. Well, why is it that somebody didn't? What got in the way from doing those tangible steps like making the calls? right? Doing the sales transactions, things like that. What got in the way? And a lot of the time it's fear. Mm, So I work with entrepreneurs to help them conquer their fear in order to really achieve their goals when they didn't realize what was standing in the way. I think that's very needed because the entrepreneur is what runs this country. (laughs) Yes. Right. And it's just more and more unfold now is the time right yeah yes I agree so I, I love that and as as our listeners are hearing more about you and, and may want to have more of you how can they do that 
What's the best? Yeah, I, thank you. I love social media. So if you're on Facebook, um, if you're on Instagram, Katie Mindset Coach, my website, Katie Mindset Coach, is where you can find links to absolutely everything in the communities that I run to. I have a, a community that's a, a private Facebook group that's called Conquer Your Fear, where we really offer some unique, different uh, resources that are always free there and to connect with like-minded people. Oh, love it. Awesome. That's a great way to connect. Yeah. So on Facebook and um, if, if they find you on katiemindsetcoach.com, right? Yes. Uh, are those links to the Facebook pages and groups on your website? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. That'd be awesome. And then you also are a best-selling author. Do you tell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was such a crazy ride that I, I, I look back and I can't even believe it's already happened. <laughs> About a year ago, I had this idea for writing essentially my story, but the hidden story that people didn't realize happened during the three years of my life where I quite honestly hit rock bottom. And this happened in secret where I was really ashamed of, you know, financially, physically, emotionally, everything that was going on with me. So I pretended like it wasn't happening. And here's the thing, pretending something isn't happening doesn't mean it's not happening. It's still happening. And once I was able to move through all of the stuff that, you know, ended up resulting from rock bottom, which gave me a lot of amazing gifts to be able to have strength to pull myself out of there was this really metaphysical story that had unfolded. And I found myself on a call with a publisher um, back last year and was sort of saying like, this is what actually happened in my life. And um, she just lit up with the idea of what this story was and fell in love with it. And six months later, all of a sudden, I was a published author of Home of the Soul, which is the true story of my spiritual awakening that has brought me to where I am in life and allowed me for the success that I've attained today. And it became a, a bestseller pretty quickly in mental and spiritual healing on Amazon. And it's just been a wild ride. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Being able to tell your story and then how you, you pulled yourself out of it. I think that can be the most beneficial because we always don't realize what we're going through in the moment and it doesn't feel so um, beneficial to anybody while we're in pain, but be able to take it and turn it around and turn and, and have it be a message of hope. I think that's what we're all here for eventually. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, it's not the story you expect. It has past life regression transcripts in there that Whoa. resolve um, sleepwalking patterns that I was doing and like really interesting stuff, repressed memories that came up once I started working through coaching. And it's a really fascinating tale. That is, that does sound fascinating. So, well, thank you for sharing. And what is the name of the book again? It's called home of the soul. All right. And, and it's found on Amazon. Yeah. On Amazon. There's a link to it on, on my website as well. So if you're at Katie mindset coach, you'll find everything you need. Fantastic. All right. Well, I want to say thank you for, for all the shares and the great ways people can connect with you and for being a guest. And I want to ask one final question before we say our goodbyes. And that is, uh, what do you feel is the most important thing to remember when searching for answers? Yeah. So what'll happen is the mind will all of a sudden try something new. And we think that that means when it feels uncomfortable, uh oh, no, no, never mind. I'm going the wrong way. So the best thing you can do when you're making shift and change towards what is your truth and who are you really is to keep saying yes 
because sometimes doubt comes in, not because something's not meant for you, but more because it's so different than what you're used to that we tend to retreat instead of going forward. So keep saying yes, every step of the way. I like it. Say yes. And tune in, tune into your own self direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Katie, I want to say thank you so much for being our guest today on When Doctors Say We Don't Know. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been wonderful. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Now, thank you for listening in to this episode of When Doctors Say We Don't Know. This has been an engaging conversation. And my goal for those of you listening will be to hear this message of hope so you too can turn your experience of pain into triumph. And if you are driving or simply can't click on the links to the show notes right now, remember them. You can always hop on to the elevateinstitute.com. Follow the podcast links for today's show. There's more to talk about. Tune in next week for a new episode of When Doctors Say We Don't Know. This is Eva Venari reminding you to question everything.